Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you're created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make this happen. So I want to welcome you today to our show, and uh, you know, I want to be talking about today uh, something that is, um, is very important for all of us that eat food, and the thing I'm going to be talking about today is salt. So the little joke is, what does pink table and the sea have in common? And that is salt. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about salt. I kind of um, been asking a couple of patients in my office, especially those of you who are patients that still listen to the show, and those of you who've been listening to the show, not, not patients yet, or you know whatever. I asked a couple of them, and they're like, you know, we would like to hear a little bit more about nutrition, and I want to talk about salt specifically because a lot of people are being told to reduce the salt intake. And uh, another one of my patients told me that uh, some of her family members or in-laws have been literally uh, very, very, uh, you know, encouraged by their actual medical doctors to get off of salt as their only solution for high blood pressure. So I'm going to be diving into all that and give you a really good understanding of what salt does, what it doesn't do, the difference between like pink Himalayan salt uh, sea salt and regular table salt. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I know I've been talking about the gut for quite a little bit. This actually has a little bit to do with it, but more on the palate nutritional side and how it affects some things such as blood pressure, etc. So uh, without further ado, as always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on in the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by searching on podcast via iTunes. You can search for Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can simply press option two if you want to talk to somebody. If not, you can also text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364. And then uh, you can text whether it's dinner. We do have a dinner next uh, this Monday coming up, uh, July 12th. Uh, so at 6.30 p.m., uh, Basil's in Troy, Basil's on Market here in Troy. And um, if you want to come to that dinner, you can simply text dinner to that number, 937-552-7364. My team will get you added on to our actual um, you know, list. Uh, we do have a couple of seats left for that dinner. So once again, if you want to come and find out where True Health and Healing comes from, uh, you're more than welcome to attend that dinner. Once again, that dinner is July 12th, Monday at 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. So I, I like to always start my show by talking about my, my story. My story is really my mom's story and why it is that I get on radio, why I'm passionate about what I do, and why I want to spread this message of health and healing that comes naturally to the ends of the earth because everybody I feel as though deserves to have the full potential of healing and health from their body naturally without drugs and surgery. I just feel that everybody should have the opportunity to have that and they deserve that. So that's the reason why I talk about these crazy things every single week to teach you. So for me, uh, the story and the, the, the quest for the health journey started with my mom. You know, I've always been kind of like into sports, et cetera, but it wasn't until my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer seven years ago that I kind of realized like, wow, we got to start doing something significantly different with our health and our healthcare system. So I asked my mom when she was diagnosed, uh, as she, she was calling me, she called me, I answered the phone, she starts crying. Uh, I asked her what's wrong. She says, I have cancer. And of course I start crying. And uh, my first question I ask her is, what are you going to do? She tells me, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation. I say, okay, fair enough. 
And I asked, okay, well, if you're not doing that, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, but I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'm in the middle of chiropractic school at the time. My wife and I are both chiropractic students. We have a one-year-old daughter in the middle of school. We're scared to the, you know, to the, to the 19th degree. The last thing we needed was one of our parents to have cancer. We're already stressed out because we're in a doctor program. So I'm like, you know what, Mom? I don't know what to do, but I know one thing. I know I've been learning about the human body, and I know the brain controls the body. And if your brain and your body are communicating at 100% and your body's controlling it at 100%, it should function and heal at 100%. So, Mom, let's get your spine checked to see if your brain and your body are communicating and healing at 100%. She says, okay. We take her x-rays only to figure out that my mom had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. Her neck was completely straight. You should have a 45-degree angle in your neck. My mom has zero degrees out of 45, which is not normal. From front to back, when you look at your spine, you should be completely straight. Well, from T1 through T7, my mom had a bend in her spine in her upper back between her shoulder blades. The nerves that come out of there go to the breast tissue, heart, and lungs, and a few other organs. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that does not surprise me. That's got to be not helping anything because for years, I remember my mom having upper back pain, neck pain, and headaches. And every single time she went to the doctor, she got the same answer. It was a painkiller or a suggestion for a surgery. When I saw that on her x-rays, I'm like, you know what? There's no way that that's helping your actual cancer diagnosis and basically the rest of your body. So, you know, I asked my mom finally, like, you know, mom, I've been telling you for ages to exercise, eat better, do the right thing, do healthy things, smile at people, you know, drink water, all that stuff. And I'm like, mom, why have you finally decided to do something different? She pauses and she replies, son, I finally realized that I can die and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. Three of those grand, actually four, I keep saying three because it's such a force to have it. Four of those grandchildren are my kids. We just had our fourth Ellery on June, June 11th. She is, you know, uh, you know, close to being a month old. Uh, you know, my mom, though, decided to do something different because she wanted to be there for Eden, Eve, John Luke, and now Ellery in the future. And because of that, my mom is still alive today. I'm thankful to say my mom is in decent health. She's not in perfect health, obviously. Uh, but at the end of the day, my mom is still alive today, able to enjoy her family. My question is this. Uh, my mom took responsibility for her health. My question is this. Who is responsible for your health? We all know the, the answer. You yourself are responsible for your own health. You cannot pawn off the actual responsibility of your health to your doctor, to your spouse, to your cat, your dog, or your kids. It is your responsibility for you to get on the treadmill or go for a walk or eat the salad or take your vitamins, et cetera, et cetera, because it is your body is your responsibility. Your body, your choice, as they say, right? If it is your body, your choice, make a choice to take care of it, right? So this is why I talk about these health topics, and I'm going to transition now and talk about salt because salt plays a significant role in your body's ability to function. Actually, without salt, you would have a very, very hard time functioning at 100% and healing at 100%. Uh, salt, let's just actually talk about what salt is, first of all. Uh, a lot of people know, like, hey, you know, NaCl, like, you know, so, you know uh, sodium chloride, right? That's like the, the whole formula. We learned it in, like, high school or whatever in chemistry. But salt, basically, right now, you know, historically, salt has been very important for cooking. And actually, it's very important for curing and preserving actual meats. That's where, like, beef jerky and back in the times there was no refrigeration, um, you know, obviously, the, the people back in those times would actually salt the meat so it wouldn't spoil or animals would not eat it. 
So it's a little tidbit of information. Um, and, and I shared this before. I've done a, one radio show, I believe. It was probably two years ago on sea salt specifically. And, uh, you know, so I'm diving more into, like, the different types of salts and what they do and what they don't do. But I talked about that back in the day because there's so much salt on our meat. Um, you know, people consume 10 to 15, almost 20 times the amount of salt we consume today. And there is rarely, if ever, anybody with actual blood pressure issues. And this is where, like, people look at me like I have seven heads when I say that because I'm like, well, my medical doctor and the research and blah, 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 keeps saying that salt, it is, you know, a cause of high blood pressure. And I'm not denying that it does play an effect into it, but it's not the sole cause of it. Uh, sugar is a lot, you know, has a lot to blame. And I know you guys probably get sick of me talking about sugar and how bad it is, even though it tastes really good, right? Um, you know, but sugar actually causes you to retain more water than actual salt. If you consume too much salt, your body will eventually, yes, it'll try to dilute it first, uh, but eventually it starts getting rid of it through your kidneys, through urinating. This is why you don't drink sea salt or seawater when you're stranded out in the sea. You don't drink seawater because everybody knows that what happens eventually, you dehydrate yourself because you have so much salt in your system that your body says, well, this is too much salt, and then you start actually urinating taking away all that extra water you could have to stay hydrated and live, but you start becoming dehydrated because your body gets rid of it. So this is where, you know, I, I do disagree with some of the literature out there blaming salt completely for the cost of high blood pressure. The thing that causes you to retain water more so than salt is actual sugar. So because sugar can actually like literally kill you right now if you consume too much of it. If you consume too much of it, you can literally put yourself in a position in where you can actually have a diabetic coma and actually die from it. So the body has a way to get rid of extra salt uh, that is very efficient and very fast compared to the body turning extra sugar into glycogen. And when those stores are full, then it turns it into fat, and then you store it in your fat cells. So that's a little bit slower than actually getting rid of salt by urinating it out. So salt, NaCl. Uh, salt is just basically two elements, sodium and chloride. Uh, chlorine, right? So um, it's essential for your body. You need it. Your nerves need it. There's a sodium potassium pump in like nearly all the cells in your body. So you need like actual, you know, <laughs> you need actually like, you know, sodium in order for the sodium potassium pump to work. So you cannot like go without it. So it's essential. You have to have it. The thing is, the problem is that, um, you know, the, the amounts of salt that are being consumed in America have been really, really, you know, you know, outlandish according to the latest research. But the problem is that salt has been around for a long time. And I'm going to go through the different types of salt um, and kind of just break down what the good, the bad, and the ugly for each one of them and what I would recommend and what we use in our household because, um, you know, it's important for you to have the best choice available. And if you don't know what is out there, you're just left to pick the one that's on sale which clearly, obviously, sometimes is not the best thing for you. So, you know, the reason why, let me walk through why actually doctors are saying that salt causes high blood pressure. So when you consume too much salt, the initial response is that you become thirsty. Uh, this is a natural response. You become thirsty because your body's trying to dilute the amount of salt in your body, the blood, etc. right? So the body makes you crave water and you drink water. 
So there's a retention um, uh, amount of water that you take in that allows your body to kind of stay at a certain, you know, normal pressure, normal hydration, etc. Once you consume too much salt in one sitting, for example, um, what happens is that that amount of water you're taking in is going into diluting the salt content and the body hangs on to it for a little bit. Uh, and that causes the amount of actual fluids inside of your body to increase. So when you have too much fluid in a small space, it increases the pressure. That pressure then, when you go in for a you know blood pressure screening at your doctor, they say, hey, your blood pressure is high. Do you, do you eat a lot of salt? Yes, I love salt. I put it on everything. I put that in on my, on my cupcakes even, right? So they'll say, oh, you need to lower salt. The reality is that if you were to continue to consume salt, um, your body will start getting rid of it because there is an actual aldosterone. There's a few. There's a few actual hormones in the body that are responsible for getting rid of it. And I'm not gonna go into all the science, but the kidney has a way to turn on this basically salt detoxification system. I, I guess that's a, a, for lack of a better terminology, and it allows you to dump extra salt into your urine, into your urine, until it's actually lower to a healthier level. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO, the Ages and Talk. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is an Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on podcast via iTunes by searching Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can text that number or you can press option two and it'll take you to one of our team members that'll talk to you. If they can't answer, obviously, you leave a voicemail and we'll get back to you as soon as we're back in the office. But uh, you know, you can also find us by uh, searching us on Facebook. We have plenty of educational videos, uh, you know, some stuff that we talk about uh, week in and week out. We just have a lot of testimonials on there as well. So uh, if you want to find out anything about our office, you'll find it on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and a few other uh, places. But if you search Full Life Chiropractic, it'll come right up. Um, so if you're interested in obviously learning more about your health and healing, uh, don't forget that there is a dinner coming up on July 12th at 6.30 p.m. at Basils and Troy. Once again, July 12th, this Monday coming up, 6.30 p.m., Basils and Troy, free dinner. You come, you listen, you learn about health and healing, how to achieve it naturally, and if you then deem it obviously appropriate for you, you can make an appointment for you to take care of yourself naturally without drugs and surgery. So if you're interested in that, once again, you can text the word dinner to 937-552-7364. So coming back from the break and talking about salt, uh, for those of you just joining us, getting in the car, uh, you know, welcome to, to living the full life. And, and we've been talking about salt, talking about table salt versus pink Himalayan salt and also, um, you know, sea salt. So I'm going to start by talking about just regular table salt right now, like the, you know, the stuff you see in most places when you go to eat. So it's the most common type of salt out there. And the, the thing is, though, it is refined. So it's heavily ground in order to remove impurities, etc. And they also remove things such as trace minerals. Uh, obviously, the problem is that when it's heavily ground, the issue is that it starts clumping together. 
So for that reason, they add preservatives, things such as anti-cracking agents. So they actually, the salt doesn't clump together. Um, you know, obviously, which is a really decent idea, but some of the anti-cracking agents obviously could be potentially toxic to your body. Uh, another thing that they do is they add iodine to the table salt and obviously to make it a preservative, a preventative measure uh, against actually iodine deficiencies, which back in the day was a huge deal. If you have a iodine deficiency, you go into hypothyroidism. Uh, you know, you can have brain development issues. You can have other health problems. Uh, so hypothyroidism, some of you are familiar with it. Some of you that say Synthroid or level thyroxine or any of those medications so, um, are familiar with it. But hypothyroidism is the thyroid is underactive. And the thyroid actually regulates your metabolism, um, you know, your ability to regulate heat and cold. Um, it also makes you constipated. You gain weight. There's a ton of different things. But if you are deficient enough in iodine, you will develop a goiter and where your actual thyroid will become enlarged so it can trap as much actual iodine as possible from the foods that you eat. Foods that are rich in iodine, obviously, are things that come from the sea. So seafoods, you know, uh, dairy, eggs, seaweed, um, you know, seafood itself. So those things are very, very rich in actual iodine. So it's not that I have a problem with refined table salt, but when you add anti-cracking agent and uh, the type of iodine a lot of the companies put in there, it is not the most bioavailable, meaning that it's not the one that's absorbed the easiest by your body. So this is kind of like a noble idea to help the public, public health measure, but um, sometimes they use the wrong stuff that your body cannot even recognize as iodine, which obviously is a detriment to you and your health and also your thyroid. So uh, I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is an Ask the Expert Weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us also on our Instagram Instagram handle is at Full Life Chiropractic. Uh, you can find us by searching the internet. Uh, you can go to our website at doc, askdrjuan.com. That's, you know, D-R-J-U-A-N, uh, askdrjuan, A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com. So you can search that as well. Uh, plenty of information there, what we do and who we are. Um, you can lastly call our office. You can call 937 552 7364 you can text that number also, once again, 937-552-7364. And you can text that number, whether it's a dinner you want to come to on Monday, the 12th of July, which is literally this Monday coming up. Uh, you can come to that dinner. It's at Basil's and Troy. I talk about health and healing, how to achieve it naturally, how to do that without drugs and surgery. Uh, and we talk about just how to take the best care of you from within naturally. So you're, you're more than welcome to come to that dinner. You can bring yourself and up to four guests of yours. Uh, we do have a few slots available, but you're more than welcome to come to the dinner Monday night, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. So you can text the word dinner to 937-552-7364 if you're interested in doing that. So uh, welcome back. Uh, for those of you who's joining us in the show, today we're talking about um, the different types of salt uh, as far as nutrition goes and the foods that we consume and the things that they have in them. So we're comparing 
refined table salt to sea salt to pink Himalayan salt and a few other mineral-rich actual salts. So on the previous segment, I was talking about refined salt and, you know, just talking about how it is ground, it is stripped of all its actual, you know, minerals, etc., which clearly that's a huge problem. And this is the the good was obviously a salt. It has iodine in it, which, yes, of course, is a noble idea because if you become deficient in iodine, you can develop a goiter, hypothyroidism, and all these other issues. But the, the downfall of refined table salt is that they put in a few preservatives to prevent it from cracking, clumping together, uh, just for taste, etc. So there's a lot of different additional um, actual components and chemicals that are probably not the healthiest or the best for you. So this is where you have to be very, very careful what kind of table salt you use. And I know it's kind of really easy to not even think about that because you go to the restaurant, they have salt there, you use it. But I'm not really concerned about what you're using at the restaurant more so than what you're using at home to cook with or to add on to your food. You have to kind of be aware what you're adding to your food because if you eat at home quite a bit, like most people do, you're adding salt to your actual meals. And that salt, if it is the regular refined you know, table salt that has all the anti-cracking, anti-blah, blah, blah agents, you're adding actual chemicals to your body that could potentially lead into further problems in the future as you continue to age. So this is the down and ugly about actual table salt. So moving on to sea salt. Sea salt um, is gained from the sea. It's the name of it tells you where it comes from. So obviously, uh, you know, table salt doesn't come from the table. <laughs> so obviously, clearly, you know, no, no pun intended there. Obviously, they, they, they get it, they mine it, and then they clean it, and they grind it, etc. But sea salt is actually gathered from the sea. And it's literally taken from the water by evaporating the water, and the leftover is sea salt. So that's what it is. Um, you know, the cool thing about sea salt, the good, is that it contains other actual minerals, trace minerals like potassium, iron, and zinc. Zinc is super important. Zinc actually helps healing, wound healing especially, but healing period. Uh, you've heard me talk about what you should be taking in order to protect your body from the, you know, the virus or any other virus out there. Uh, zinc is something that I've always mentioned. So zinc is phenomenal. Iron, obviously, is important. Iron is important because it is inside of your red blood cells and allows your red blood cells to attach actual oxygen molecules and carry oxygen through your blood to the organs so they can actually stay alive and survive and function. Potassium is another one of those really, really important trace minerals. A lot of people with heart arrhythmias, such as tachycardia, you know, AFib, atrial fibrillation, uh, people that even with high blood pressure or, you know, you know, low blood pressure, potassium is something that is also important. The only thing about potassium that is dangerous is that if you take too much of it, you can actually stop your heart. So clearly you want to make sure you're not doing, and you got to be like pretty excessive. So it's not like, oh, stop taking your potassium supplements. Typically supplements put like way, way lower the dosage of what would take to do something grave to you or cause any crazy complications. But nonetheless, you should not eat a whole bottle of potassium because it can, it can actually kill you. So potassium is one of those uh, trace minerals that is very heavily involved in 
blood pressure regulation naturally. So something that is also very important, potassium and magnesium, magnesium glycinate specifically, are very, very important when it comes to blood pressure regulation and also um, you know, just, just health overall. As I said before, the sodium potassium pump, sodium comes from, you know, obviously sodium chloride, uh, which is salt, and then potassium as a trace mineral attached to that is obviously a really good thing. Um, you know, the the thing is this though, one of the things you gotta um one of the things you gotta be aware of is that the fact that um a lot of actual sea salt may be contaminated with actual heavy metals and ocean pollution and one of the biggest challenges right now and you can talk to like marine biologists and people that love you know um the love like sea life and the ocean etc uh the problem with sea salt right now is that um and i talked about this when i talked about sea salt two years ago but there's a big island of like plastic floating around i think it's like in the Atlantic Ocean or Pacific Ocean, I can't remember, but it's literally, and I'm not exaggerating, you can look it up. Last time I checked, I was, I, I saw by the researchers that did the research, this massive mass of actual plastic that's clumped together. It's almost like an island. Somebody said it was the size of Texas, which I find very hard to believe, but obviously, uh, nonetheless, but I've heard of it being several, several you know, hundreds of feet or even miles long by so many miles wide. So nonetheless, the problem is that plastics will break down. You can melt plastic, obviously, right, with fire. So if you can melt plastic with fire very rapidly, sunlight can melt plastic or cause it to fall apart slowly. That's exactly what happens. So what happens is that the actual island of, you know, the sea plastic island, I guess we'll call it, is floating around, is getting beaten with actual sunlight, and then the maritime, you know, you know, conditions, uh, you know, back and forth, you know, beat up these actual pieces of plastics. And what happens is that the deterioration of this plastic leaches and releases microplastic particles into the actual water. So a micro microplastic particle cannot evaporate. So when you take seawater and you actually evaporate the water and you have the remainder of the stuff there is an actual there's an actual remnant of microplastics which is clearly not good for your health as you know you probably should not eat plastic some of you do you don't even know uh but this is why you have to be that's kind of the ugly about actual sea salt so other than that, obviously, it's got more trace minerals than table salt, which is great. But obviously, you want to make sure that um, that is actually correctly co collected and has been tested to not have any of the extra crazy stuff. And how can a manufacturer guarantee that your sea salt doesn't have microplastics? I have no idea. I'm sure there's a way to do it. But that would be kind of too far-fetched to think that they're going to go through and figure out where the microplastic pieces are and take them out before you consume it. Uh, they're micro for a reason. So there's a reason why you look at stuff under a microscope, meaning it's really small. So a microplastic is probably really, really small for the manufacturer or the, you know, the, pe the people actually creating the sea salt uh, or, or, you know, evaporating the water and, you know, packaging it. Probably pretty hard for them to figure out what the microplastic pieces are and what the sea salt pieces are. So that's just me, my two cents about that, just the way that I think logically about it. Uh, it makes no sense for me to even try to consume that. Clearly, obviously, because 
it could have microplastics that actually will wreak havoc on your health. So uh, one of the last things I want to say, um, sea salt, it, you know, the darker the sea salt, the higher concentration of impurities and trace minerals, uh, which trace minerals are good, once again, potassium, iron, and zinc. However, um, that also means that there's a higher concentration of impurities, meaning that ocean pollution, you know, like heavy metals like lead and, you know, mercury, et cetera, can also be found in sea salt. So that's just, you know, sea salt in a, in a nutshell, what it is, where it comes from, and what it does. So then the last one I want to talk about is pink Himalayan salt. Um, so this is actually mine in Pakistan, uh, and there's a, there's an actual salt mine in, in actual Pakistan that is the second largest in the world. It has all these trace minerals, um, you know, which is great. However, um, it does have a little bit of rust in it because the trace minerals um, are actually oxidizing iron. So iron oxide, which is obviously no different than you leaving a piece of metal outside and it actually oxidates or rust, that is the pinkish look that you get. Obviously, um, that is that is okay because it's such a trace mineral that it's actually beneficial for your body. Um, it has small amounts of calcium, iron, potassium, magnesium, uh, which is really, really cool. It has a lower actual sodium content than table salt. So if your doctor is concerned with your sodium intake, switching to pink Himalayan salt will allow you to reduce the amount of sodium uh, even though you should be really just reducing sugar, but nonetheless, we won't get down that rabbit hole again. Um, you want to reduce the amount of sodium. One of the easiest way to do it is by consuming pink Himalayan salt. Um, it's sometimes the the actual uh, probably the best of the three uh, because it's got a ton of trace minerals, and those trace minerals once again, um, you know, it really really gives the the actual body some of those minerals that you wouldn't get any any other way uh for the most part especially with the standard american diet if you're eating like you know prepared foods rarely any vegetables and fruit etc cetera, etc cetera, you're probably going to be missing some of these actual very very important components such as calcium iron potassium magnesium from your diet so adding it through the medium of actually using salt on your food obviously uh, would be something that's easy to do, number one. And if you like salt, number two, it's probably even easier, but easy to do, and it's just adding flavor to your food. So something that I would recommend out of all three would be actual pink Himalayan salt over most of them, um, over most of the other salts out there. So um, another one that I, I'll kind of hit lightly on is kosher salt. Uh, it's large grain size, obviously, koshering process. It's the traditional Jewish law. Um, you know, that, you know, people eat to, to not defile their bodies, etc. Right. So, you know, it is, it's a salt that's flaky, coarse in structure. Um, and it's really good as far as, you know, it has some trace minerals, uh, and, and literally as far as, you know, containing additives, sometimes they do add the anti-cracking agent and also iodine to it as well. Um, you know, which is clearly, once again, you got to look at the name brand who makes it, etc., to figure out how good or bad it is as far as what the extra contents they have. But nonetheless, kosher salt is also a good alternative to, to salt. But out of the, the four that I talked about, the three that I was originally going to talk about, pink Himalayan salt, table salt, 
and sea salt. I would say pink Himalayan salt is probably the safest one for you to start using right now if you wanted to start changing the salt content and sodium content in your diet. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is an Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where you talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. Also want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to somebody. If not, you can simply text that number once again, 937-552-7364. If you're interested in becoming a new patient in our practice, uh, you know you can get the examination, the x-rays, everything. Uh, we do a discount whenever you come from the radio. So instead of $130, your initial examination and any x-rays necessary included in that price will be $52. Uh, so if you're interested in doing something like that, more than welcome to text new patient to 937-552-7364. If you need a little bit more information about what we do, who we are, what we're about, you're more than welcome to come to the dinner on Monday, July 12th, 6.30 p.m., Basils and Troy. Come to that dinner, and I can talk to you about health and healing, how to achieve it naturally without drugs and surgery, and at that dinner, you can actually find out more about what we do and who we are and how we help people achieve natural health without drugs and surgery. So uh, just finishing up on this show, talking about sea salt, you know, table salt, pink Himalayan salt, and giving you some, um, some options as far as what you should do. What I would do and what we do in our house is we consume uh, pink Himalayan salt. However, um, there's also uh, another actual good option when it comes to actual... Sea, uh, sea salt and it's uh, ancient fine sea salt uh, and this is you know a company called Redmond and it's real salt and this um this salt is very good quality uh, it has a ton of the actual really good minerals it's unrefined meaning that it's not ground down so it's not going to clump together therefore they don't have to add cra- anti-cracking agents etc Another cool thing is that it's mined in America. So there's a mine in America that they get it out of, uh, which is cool. And obviously the taste is pretty good. Uh, we've used it before. Um, there isn't any actual crazy additives. Is literally the only ingredient is ancient sea salt when you see it. So as far as, um, you know, containing microplastics, et cetera, that is something that, um, that you have to do more research on. I looked at everything. Uh, it looks like this company does a really good job at actually getting rid of anything that's an impurity in order to give you the final really good product. Uh, you know, and it's and it's harvested uh, in a, this ancient deposit of actual sea salt in Redmond, Utah. That's the, the name comes from. So this is a salt that I would you know once again recommend for you. It's got that pinkish color once again. That's that iron oxide uh, that allows you to absorb that iron and and that is obviously important for your red blood cells to function and carry oxygen effectively and it's a trace mineral that we all need in our in our bodies obviously too much iron is too you know obviously a bad thing but uh this is a trace mineral meaning it's trace amounts 
Uh, it's kind of like that one penny deposit your bank gives you for keeping your money there, like that less than 1% return on investment for just keeping your money in your savings account. That's a trace penny. This would be a trace mineral if you had you know, the iron oxide along with, you know, the potassium and the different, you know, magnesium and calcium, et cetera. So this is what I would recommend. Once again, pink Himalayan salt, uh, you know, Redmond sea salt uh, that comes from here from the United States in Utah. Uh, but I would really be just very, very um, research oriented when it comes to consuming regular t table salt uh, that has, you know, added additives uh, also be very cautious when consuming sea salt that comes from the sea because clearly it could have um, actual components of plastics. And last but not least, just want to remind you again that it's not salt that's the problem when it comes to blood pressure. It's actually sugar. Yes, the amount of sodium may initially increase your pressure because you're retaining water, but the body has a way to get rid of extra sodium, and that's through the kidneys. Uh, but sugar is what's going to allow you to retain water and keep it, which in turn drives your blood pressure up. Hence to why doctors give you metformin and they give you lisinopril at the same time because you have high blood sugar, metformin drops it down, and high blood pressure because you're retaining so much water because the water has to dilute the excessive amounts of sugar in your body. So for that reason, the actual blood pressure medication, the diuretic, allows you to urinate the extra water to reduce the pressure. So the body naturally does that for salt or sodium. It does not do that naturally for sugar, which is why if you have high blood pressure and your doctor's telling you to get off your sodium, I would also ask and explore sugar as well because that's also probably causing some issues as well. Folks, I am out of time. Once again, I want to remind you, we have a dinner coming up July 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Basil's in Troy. Thank you so much for listening to Living the Full Life on 1290-957 WHIO. Dancing and Talk. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 957 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.